So, John, I have a question that I posed to you off air to generate a quick discussion, and I'm hoping that we can sort of solve this today. And my question... But I have one for you first. Oh, what is it? I, I know we're doing this Zoom because we have a guest on, but I, I can't tell if it's a filter or are you wearing that luscious blonde wig or what's that, what's that all about? The luscious blonde wig? I've been growing my hair out. It's COVID. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, unfortunately, the top hasn't grown in quite like the rest, so... I've got like a late stage Peter Frampton thing going on. Anywho, back to my question, which was, we talk about Michael McDonald and yes. Christopher Cross being the captains of the boat. Right. Who then are the maidens of the voyage? And that's what we're going to tackle today. So, and to do so, we're bringing in a, a subject matter expert. So we have a guest, as you mentioned. Yeah. Did you mention So I did. Yep. And um, we're going to, between the three of us, we should get this nailed down. So anything we should uh, discuss before we bring in our, our guest today? Nope. Bring him in. All right. Well, we have the distinct pleasure of being joined by, like I said, a subject matter expert. Uh, he goes by Rito. He goes by John. He goes by Milwaukee Yacht Rock. And he is the creator of Hot Shots. So, John O'Grady, welcome to the show. Hi. Pleasure to be here, guys. It's great to have you. Love this stuff. <laughs> yeah. Can't wait so, to get into it. As we, yeah, we've been uh, exchanging uh you know, text notes on Facebook, Twitter, what have you. But so it's great to actually talk to you in person. So um, before we get into our topic today, which I think you have some background and expertise in, which is the women of Yacht Rock. If you listen to the podcast, you know that we started this podcast and we ask every guest what their origin story is. By that, we mean, how did you discover this? How did you get into it? And, you know, walk us through just briefly where that journey's taken you up to where you are today. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think, you know, go back to being a kid. And I think a lot of us that are into the genre came from a, a like a family or, you know, it was kind of just constantly being exposed to this sound. When we were kids. It wasn't really defined AOR, West Coast, whatever, you know, people tend to call it. And, uh, you know, my mom was big into like Gino Vanelli. She loved Gino Vanelli. Just had a huge crush on him. And, you know, Little River Band and Earth, Wind and Fire and Al Green. I mean, there was just this amalgamation of just like music that I was exposed to as a kid, including like funk and soul stuff, which I also do a lot of when I DJ. And so I think it was kind of that, along with the fact that the, those, the guys from the Beyond Yacht Rock podcast and the web series also kind of like sparked this like interest in me where it started all kind of coming together kind of like the matrix you know but everything kind of just zooms out and you see everything happening and you're like oh this is something like that i like and it's something that's real and it's not just this like spattering of stuff but there's like a consolidated thing going on like a sound a scene and so i think that's what kind of like hooked me uh talking to a friend of mine when we started the hot shots it was kind of the same thing it was like we were both saying the same things and we're like we need to go out there and bring this out to the world and share this so but i think that was kind of the thing was like realizing that it's a thing and then real you know like you guys have talked about with your phasing you know and as far as going through the different stages you know it's that thing where all of a sudden it's like you need, i think that's what another step is like i need to get out there and just share all this now so i've kind of kind of gone through the stages and i'm at the stage now where it's like i want to like can bring what i've now digging up and like unearthing out into the world so that's kind of like where i've now arrived where i'm like doing this as as a thing that i wanted to keep doing as kind of a passion because it just never ends. Do you, um, 
DJ, was it, do you have a, a background in broadcast DJing, live yeah. event DJing, both? I do. So I've been DJing for about 10 years. I started in high school actually DJing, also working on, in a radio station. The high school I went to actually had a radio station. So I did four years of that. And that was like, did a rap show. I did a swing show. I did, you know, morning okay. shows. So I kind of, you know, get to dip my toes in a lot of different genres in general. And that's always been my way kind of, of enjoying music is doing that. But I grew up playing bass, a stand-up bass and a little bit of electric. I was in a ton of failed bands. <laughs> Kind of like a lot of people, you know, getting bands together was harder than I thought. Yeah. Um, also did a lot of booking bands back in the day, too. So I got a chance to work with a lot of musicians. And uh, my family, just in general, was into music. I have a cousin that's a big producer out in L.A. And uh, my other cousin was a DJ. And so my brother is like, like an avid, you know, concert goer. So I just had these people all around me that we just love talking about music. And I think my friends are all the same thing. Being around musicians, the same thing. You just can't stop talking about the thing you like the most and you're constantly exposed to. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, so I have enough, I guess enough <laughs> cred credentials where I can like understand what they're doing is interesting and complicated, not to your level. Cause you guys are, you know, musicians and you understand the technique and, you know, a little bit more, but I, I recognize it when I hear it, I know what's kind of going on, even though I don't always yeah. understand the full extent of it, but yeah, I just love this stuff. Well, and so just real quickly, before we move on to the women of Yacht Rock, just tell for anyone who's listening who's not familiar, what is Milwaukee Yacht Rock and what is a hot shot? Okay, awesome. Um, so Milwaukee Yacht Rock, I started because, well, I, I wanted to put a brand on Yacht Rock in our in our territory, kind of, I mean, just to kind of mark the area, you know, what, what, what I was into. And so Milwaukee Yacht Rock seemed like a way to do that. And that's before I recognized there was a Yacht Rock Miami, too. So I think, you know, there's maybe these little regional brands of it. So I'm from Milwaukee and Milwaukee, you know, has plenty of coast. You guys are in Michigan. You understand we're we're not a, we're not a, like a get, we're not away from the water. We have plenty of water in our lives. It's just not quite as enjoyable maybe as Miami or California. Right. Um, but also just to kind of tap into that a little bit more. I've done some shows along the water and at different places. Um, but also um, the Hot Shots then was, like I said, spawned from my friend Prescott and I um, wanting to can spread the word kind of, of relating to yacht rock and re recognizing too because we like to party and dj um kind of bring that atmosphere that comes along with yacht rock but also kind of put our own spin on it you know so i think that's what the milwaukee yacht rock was really just my birth of like giving me a vessel to you know channel kind of like information out there to the world about yacht rock and the hot shots was kind of came a little bit around the same time where we just wanted to form a dj group so now we have like five different DJs that are all in the, in the hot shots that all kind of bring a different angle or aspect to the yacht rock. And it's all different. I'm kind of like the deep version of it. Like the records guy who's like always bringing the oddball stuff. But then there are other people that kind of bring the more traditional things to the, you know, more of the party vibe yacht rock stuff too. So we all have our angle that we kind of play as part of it. So, well, you just hit on something there that, that I was going to ask you. And it made me think about that, that, um, you know, you and I have kind of uh, been involved in discussions on, you know, comments on Facebook and stuff. And we've traded some barbs back and forth a little bit. And, um, you know, we've been discussing in some of the more recent episodes that there's all these different branches or, the, you know, the various borders around Yacht Rock. And, you know, at one end, there's adult contemporary. At another side, there's maybe the strum rock. And maybe the, another border is where the, the big uh, West Coast rock starts. And then maybe there's another border where like the R&B thing is. But everybody's right. got their sort of favored area that they like. Do you have one particular area that you find most of your enjoyment in the yacht thing is there somewhere that i notice it it's I, I hear you noticing it but you're noticing it from like a musician standpoint or like a musical aspect where i yeah. hear it and i think more like there's these traits about yacht rock that stand out to me like the thing that i thought of when you asked that question is like dudettes i call it which is there were so many 
pairs of dudes making music mm-hmm. in the 70s and 80s. Like, you don't see that now. Like, name, like, five groups of two guys that make music. You just don't see it. I mean, Hall & Oates being, like, an obvious one, but, you know, McDonald's and Login and Airplay and Larson Featon, Bugatti and Musker, the Dukes. Like, I could pound through a list of, like, 20 other groups like that. And so just that there were these duos of writing teams, I think is kind of my own branch. And then, you know, like city pop is another thing I love that's kind of interrelated. And also there's a whole Christian yacht rock branch, which is its own like weird thing, but there's a ton of it too, because a lot of the same players were involved in both those scenes. So it's funny. State cows had a thread running today where they were asking that very question, who are your favorite duos in, uh, in music. So it was kind of interesting to follow, but so you sent us a whole bunch when we decided we were going to have you on, you sent us a whole bunch of, I I said, well, what are some topics that you find interesting? And you send us a whole list of things. And the one that jumped out at me was this women in in yacht rock thing, partially because it hit me like a ton of bricks that, you know, we're, we were at the time, what, six, seven, eight episodes in, uh, in terms of recording and hadn't, really delved into, you know, I felt like it was just male after male after male after male. And I started to think about it and say, it's such a man dominated thing. Or am I just completely, you know, blinded to a portion of it? No. <laughs> no, so you, you mentioned that and I thought, well, okay, let's, let's talk about that. So I had a, a quick little trivia, Tom, you know, you know, me and trivia now. Yeah. So I'll ask you guys, uh, if you know what the, uh, in terms of the yacht, scale, the Yatsky scale, the highest rated female Yacht Rock song on the list. Do you know what it would be? Do you have a guess? I have a guess, but I, uh, I'm i going to go um, Magic by Olivia Newton-John. Okay. No, John? Oh, it's Diana Ross. Yeah. In, in terms Diana of, Ross, that's how you start over. Yeah. Um, Unless you were to count... Baby come Baby to come me, to which of course yep. had James Ingram with it, which beat it by half a point. So I don't want to count. I don't want to count duets. No, I don't want to get I, into that today. <laughs> well, that's why I wrote them both. Yeah. No matter what you said, I was going to tell you it's the other one. <laughs> yeah. So I have a trivia question for you then. Go ahead. It, but it's not trivia. Oh boy. It's trivial. It's it's trivial. So uh, John Reno, when you mentioned dudettes, I thought you were talking about <laughs> oh, women. No, <laughs> right. Women. <laughs> But you were talking about duos of dudes. Yes. But let's yeah, duo yeah, duets of dudes. I, that's the, my term for it. It's not a real term. I just came up with a dudette. Well, so. if, if a dudette, uh, what I was thinking was the female, like we're talking about the women in yacht rock. Right. Why? Why are they so underrepresented? Is it uh, a matter of the time, the era? Um, is that because the the format doesn't lend itself? What do you think? I think it's be. I, I I thought a lot about this too, and I was like, I think it has something more to do with the way women were kind of brought out in that time period, like more iconic. Like if we talk about the big ones, I don't want to name all of them, but we like Linda Ronstadt would be one. You guys, that was your first song, by the way. You you yacht or nodded, so yeah, you did yeah. start with a lady, by the way. I know. Um, but that's the song I submitted to the Beyond Yacht Rock podcast that got turned down. So that's why I reached out again initially about it. But I think it's that. I think they were iconic. I think they were pop driven. And I think they basically, you know, they would give them a platform in which to sing. And so they weren't in the studios like grinding away. You know, the Yacht Rock dudes are like like vampires they just were you know going to one session to another session to another session women were out there like doing photo shoots and like they were acting and they were doing yeah black dudes weren't doing any of that stuff they were just seeing they were just learning and kind of honing their craft constantly and playing on records and that's why they are on hundreds of songs you know they didn't do anything else but sit in the dark studios and 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 play music so i think that's why part of it at least i did notice that as i was sort of um while we were getting into this i was sort of at the same time building my what I call AC gold or my adult contemporary AM gold list. And that one is decidedly female, Sure, you know? So 
um, perhaps it's a part of that too, that the record labels felt that they belonged in a softer genre, you know? They couldn't pin them down though either. It was like, like a Linda Ronstadt, like, was she country? Was she pop? Like, that's a good example, but there's a ton of them where they kept trying to genre jump them, you know, into like all these different things. So they didn't like stand out in any one particular genre. I think and if they did, they were extremely linked to that particular genre. I would say also too, Reno, that what you said earlier is important. I think when you had a female artist, I think they were considering the female artist to be the feature. So the female yes. vocalist, we're going to feature this person and maybe we'll put a band behind them, but only to accompany the featured vocalist, which yes. is not the way Yacht Rock is built typically. Well, that's what's interesting too. When you hear kind of the origin story of a lot of the Yacht Rock musicians, session guys, they cut their teeth and got notoriety playing for those bigger female artists. And that's what got them into the genre, kind of got them into recording sessions more. But they were brought in as kind of hired guns. You know, at the time, they were all in L.A. hanging out. They popped them in and they just started playing. And they were getting time and time of just practicing together. And, you know, that's why they and they just kind of kept that line, you know, and ladies kept doing their own version of it, you know, which was not the same. And we are talking an era where the, you know, the females were treated as, you know, beauty objects. And so we put them, as you said, we put them on the covers, we give them photo shoots, we do all these other things, you know. So part of it's cultural probably as well at the time. Yeah, absolutely. It was. I mean, the 70s. I mean, yeah, look back. (laughs) 70s, early 80s, look back. I mean, you're going to you'll get a feel for it right away. You know, yes, it doesn't take long. Yeah. Well, um, you know, I don't want to uh, have anybody steal anybody else's thunder, particularly yours, Reno. So maybe we start moving into this uh, section we call the Mount Rushmore section, which we've done a few episodes of this before. Uh, building a top four, the four most important, most significant, your favorite, however you want to define who belong on your, your four. And uh, the one rule being that it has to be four. You know, we find that uh, we post this on our Facebook page and we get somebody that posts 12 names and yes. then they're offended when we tell them it's got to be four. Well, that's that's what a Mount Rushmore it's is. It's only really a challenge because of the Pointer Sisters. I think that they're the one that kind of threw a curveball in everything. <laughs> if it were no Pointer Sisters, this wouldn't even be a problem because they were pretty much all, there aren't female groups that were doing Yacht Rock. They just aren't on the list. There aren't well, you any. can count that as one if you have yes. to. Pointer Sisters. So, <laughs> Pick your favorite okay, Pointer so, Sister. <laughs> Anita, come on. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so you want me to just go ahead and get into that part of it? Um, okay. Yeah, if you I want have... to talk through who your four are and maybe the reasons why each one is. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'll go to this first. Um, we talked about, you guys talked about kind of at the top, Michael McDonald kind of being the king of Yacht Rock, you know, kind of the first person you pick to go on the list. Yeah. And I think that's so significant because when you start to look at the list of what songs are the top songs like that are out there, Michael McDonald was probably involved in like, 50 60 percent of them mm-hmm. like so the ladies that all made hits that were yacht rock, well yacht rock as we call it um he was behind them yeah writing on them singing on them you know like just playing on them so that's also just of note as i think you look at this and so first person that stood out to me that i as i dug in more and just that i've recognized is brenda russell mm. not really well known not everyone's talking about brenda russell right but i think independently she has the most kind of standout yacht rock songs and sound and also was writing them 
which is very unique for that genre. Do you have specific songs on your, uh, you want to reference? Songs like Lucky. And Two Eyes. And New York Bars are a couple. I think she has like six or seven songs on their Yatsky scale. And then there's a bunch of other ones too. Um, so she just was there in the scene. She wasn't, again, like a big name or iconic type. Uh, she was just one of those people that were putting out and playing in that field at the time. Kind of a unique character in the, in the whole genre. Um, and so that's one that I can think of. Uh, one's a person you've already brought up in different uh, episodes or at least one other um, of your podcast. That was Car- uh, Carol Bayer Sager. You brought up It's Falling in Love. Great song. Again, Michael Jackson covered. That's the version I knew for years. I never knew that wasn't a Michael Jackson song. I didn't know Michael Jackson didn't write a lot of his stuff until much later in life. You know, I always thought he was kind of like involved in it or more so involved. So she's one. It's the Falling in Love's the most notable one. Honestly, I don't know a lot of her other songs. She was more of a, like, she was more of like a background player, in, I'd say, in a lot of cases. Um, From a writing standpoint, though, you're, you're, you're yes. right. Yes. That's the thing. She's a writer. Like, how Did the Fool Survive by the Doobie Brothers? That's one. Um, Looking for the Perfect Ah by uh, Melissa Manchester is another one, which I don't like that song, but it's it's a, it's another one. Uh, Stronger Than Before, awesome song. And so there are these songs that she did that were really cool. And again, they fit the sound just perfectly. So added a nice tone to the Yacht Rock genre, I think, you know, being uh, one of those key people. So I think my Yacht Rock Mount Rushmore so far is probably not, you know, those, those most notable people you think of. But when you really, really dig in, you see that these are the names that keep showing up. You know, when you dig through the liner notes and you dig through all the things that are out there relating to the genre. I would say, too, Greeno, her version of It's the Falling in Love is better than, I think, the Michael Jackson. Hers is a little bit more music- musically, I think it's better, you know, musicianship-wise. Yep. It wasn't uh, John Nixon, wasn't she um, one of the stable of writers for Neil Diamond as well? Yeah, the Heartlight album, which has a couple of borderline uh, Yachty tunes. But I think Heartlight is one. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. one, right? Yes. That is a Yacht yeah. Rock song, I think. I mean, for it Neil is. Diamond, it that's is. about as close as he ever got. Others that are, yeah. For sure. That would probably be the one. (laughs) So, Rito, as people drive by this um, Mount Rushmore in South Dakota, they're not going (laughs) to recognize any of the people so far on the on the list. Right. That's okay. That's That's why you bring in somebody, you know, everyone can can look at the obvious ones. Exactly. Shaka Khan. Like Shaka Khan's the next one. Uh, Yes. Um, And so she's the one that stood out to me, too. She did a lot of cool stuff and not not just solo, but like, you know, with Rufus, obviously, there's some songs. Um, her, I, God, I can't remember the name of the album, but there's a couple songs she has. What you gonna do? She does a Ned Dogini yep. song. Uh, yep. What you gonna do? Heaven Bound. Um, there's an album she does. Um, I want to say Master, uh, Master Sound, or it's. I'd have to look it up again. I, I can't think about that in my head. But do you go so far as like uh, after um, Through the Fire? Do you go th- that far to her? Through the Fire is just a special song to me that my mom liked a lot when I was a kid. Um, so when I heard it was, you know, when someone kind of gave it a yacht rock like a uh, parentheses, I was like. It's on for me because I me. love the song, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, and it's got a great bounce. It's got a slow, slow bounce too. Like it's there, you know. Yes. For me. What I love about rediscovering Shaka Khan at this age and in this context is that 
my recollection, when I got introduced to Shaka Khan, it was like Feel For You, which he mm-hmm. did the Prince cover in the 80s. And that was a totally different sound. And that's all I can think of when I hear of Shaka Khan. And, sure. you know, Shaka right. Khan, Shaka Khan, let me rock you, Shaka Khan. Right. Wait, do you want me to keep going? Yes. I can do that whole rap if you want. <laughs> let me lay a beat for you. <laughs> okay, yes. We did discover in an early episode that you are a master beatboxer. But so now, you know, I listen to Yacht Rock Miami and I hear all these. Um, or if I go to the certified playlist that uh, JD Riznar has, mm-hmm. I see all the Shaka Khan in it, and I'm like, what? Yeah. yeah. Which goes back to the whole reason like we started this podcast is you're rediscovering all the stuff that either you knew was there and you recognize and you're like, huh, I forgot about this, or you never knew was there. And there's, I'm still finding new stuff to this day, and that's the oh, yeah. joy. I keep digging, too. I mean, that's the hot shot thing that I'm doing. The jam of the day is always like, I found some more stuff. You know, I found another one. And I, I make a list, so I've been going now. I just keep adding into it. So one more then. Well, so good. It, I, I would recognize Shaka Khan, though, I yes. think, on a, on a mountainside. Hair. So who do you got? You said I could do Pointer Sisters, so <laughs> I'm, go- <laughs> I'm going Pointer Sisters. I had some backups just in case you're like, because you guys were doing that to each other in your uh, Mount Rushmore for the other you know, other side. And uh, you're like, no, it's got to be one person. It can't be a group. It can't be this or that. And so Different rules that day. Yeah, I, and I think it's hard to, like, you know, talk about Yacht Rock uh, ladies and not talk about the Pointer Sisters. They just did. I mean, he's so shy alone is just. It's one of my favorite songs to play, and I just love it. And I can't get enough yeah, of it. It's, I got her nodded uh, yeah. slow hand. Yes. My buddy wants me to play that song constantly. <laughs> so when I'm, you know, when we're out playing. So no, that one too. And there's, I mean, again, they just had, they just had so many good songs. I mean, yeah. he's so shy is the one though that I think is the one that just stands out to me. It's got that doobie bounce again it's got that little sound to it and um they just did some really good stuff they were again playing in that pool at the time which is um they're they're hard to again talk about the genre without talking about it so i that's my mount rushmore if again since you're letting me sneak in the pointer sisters i don't have to get to my absolutely other one, you know? yeah john are there any uh obvious what you would consider obvious omissions that you would have thought uh rita would have added that aren't on the list yes but i I can't get to it i I can only tease by saying that my four are all entirely different from his four which is very interesting because of the fact that i was worried that we would uh double up quite a bit even between the three of us so tom why don't you uh give us a rundown of what you got on your okay well i'll do it i'll do it Quickly, because I haven't done the extensive research, but I have on my list. Number one is the the queen of yacht to me is Patty Austin. Okay, um, I'm just not only do I love the the songs that are genre specific and yacht rock that I've uncovered, but I've come to learn that she is kind of like what you described Brenda Russell to be, which was sort of a, a studio cat of sorts. And she did a lot of backing vocals on a lot of different stuff, especially she was a pet favorite of Quincy Jones. So. Quincy Jones. I mean, that's where she shows up a ton and he produced all of her. I mean, it's weird. Quincy Jones takes credit for everything, though. That's a hard thing to find Patty Austin stuff. So he's like Quincy Jones. And then Patty Austin sings on the song. <laughs> You know, he kind of hogged the spotlight for a lot of his music that he put out. So, yeah, she gets missed a lot, I think, for that reason. Right. Um, I did have Olivia Newton-John, and only because I can't make the case that she was the most prolific in the genre, because she's not. But um, she's just one of my favorites. And the couple songs that are in the Yacht Rock, um, you know, which are obviously approved Yacht Rock, are just so good to me. Yes. I mentioned Magic. You have to believe. Um, earlier, I love suddenly. Suddenly, 
little more love is the other one I like playing that I think mm. fits the genre. Yes. But that's a solid song. I was so happy when Beyond Yacht Rock put that song. Up. They put Magic on the list at like a 50 score just because she finally made it onto the Beyond Yacht Rock list. I was so happy because I love Olivia Newton-John. And I, and I was so happy that she fits on her. But again, a lot of people classify her sometimes as country. You know, 70s, Olivia Newton-John's more country. She was at one time. Yeah, then 80s was more pop. What else you got, Tom? Um, again, all of mine, and I think this goes back to why we are even doing this episode in the first place. All of mine are kind of fit in that category where there's a couple of good and obvious ones, but the catalog's not big enough. Um, Nicolette Larson is one that I would just, because of the obvious song, which is, what would you guys think is the obvious song? A lot of love. Yeah. That lot of love tune is just so infectious to me and it's the quote unquote hit, but there's, uh, foreshadowing ahead to my, uh, off the map. That comes back. So Fair just what she established as sort of this female blue-eyed soul. I don't think she established it, but to me, she is the the sort of high watermark. I was going to mention another song then, but I'm going to shut up because maybe you're going to play it, <laughs> yeah. say it later. Well, it's not <laughs> Nicolette Larson, so go ahead. Okay. What's the other song? It was, well, it's going to be uh, Let Me Go Love with Michael McDonald, which I think yes. is just one of my favorite Yacht Rock duets of all times. I mean, their harmonies, Mike doesn't sing a ton of harmony all the time, so like they sing a perfect harmony together. It's just a really nice song. For me, last but not least, it's not someone that I can say is always in the yacht, but is at least always had one foot in the yacht and maybe one on the dock, but Carly Simon, mm. she's an artist that growing up, I never liked. I thought the, um, for example, I thought the you're so vain song was so kitschy that I mm-hmm. didn't like it. Now I hear it and I kind of listen with the musicians here. And I, and I mentioned this earlier on in an earlier episode, there's some nice chordal kind of progressions that are interesting and different and unexpected that I just, I've come to love more and more of her stuff. So um, difficult choices, but, None that you had, so interesting. John, who's your who's your Mount Rushmore? That that brings it to me. So you've covered a lot of my ground. So oh, good. But but I will go through them and uh, with the notes that I have. So um, I did have Patty Austin, mostly because her her Body Language album, nineteen eighty, was uh, to me top to bottom. That feels yacht. You know, interesting. It said she was. It was produced by Creed Taylor who happened to be married to Estrid Gilberto, the bossa singer that did like, hmm. Desafinado and uh, A Girl from Impanima, all that stuff. Um, sure. She also had an album in 1981, Every Home Should Have One, and that was the Quincy Jones record, and that one is super solid in terms Absolutely. of yachtiness. She did a song uh, called All Behind Us Now. which was written and produced by David Pack. So that gives it some additional yacht cred. So um, she's on my list. Second is, well, Nicolette Larson, mostly because of a lot of love, mm-hmm. because uh, to me that is an essential yacht hit. She did an album in 1981 called Radio Land, which has uh, no real hits, but the Doobie Brothers were the band behind her. And um, all three of her albums in those 70s were produced by Ted Templeman. So another yes. yachty thing. Um, I wrote down, believe it or not, Amy Holland. I had her too on there. I had her as a backup just in case you gave me a uh, no-go. The one hit, but she did, you know, at the time she did the hit, it was produced or worked on and written by Michael McDonald. He sings with it, and then uh, they eventually got married. So if we're looking for a queen of the yacht, why not the one that's married to the captain of the yacht? Agreed. Maybe she should be the Pacific princess. There you go. So <laughs> number four on my list, I'm, I... I went back and forth on this three or four times and I think I finally ended up with Carly Simon for the reason that she covered the two doobies tunes. And there's a few other tunes on there that are kind of yachty. Um, 
but I also at one time was flirting with Melissa Manchester. So I'm going to go with that. And it was a very, very, very short window. Um, but the Hey Ricky album, what year was that? 1982, the Hey Ricky album has like all the Toto guys on it. Um, you Should Hear All She Talks About You is not a Yachty song, but it has all the Toto guys on it. But there is one on there called Your Place or Mine. So just to be a contrarian, I'm going to put that one on there. So nice. Who are you? Real quick, we have to rifle these off. Do you have any that just missed the cut? No, you covered the ones I had as backup, so I was pretty good because everybody else is really off. I mean, like Randy Crawford, I love. Yeah. Um, Diane Tell, but she's French Canadian, so okay. <laughs> and her songs are not in English, but she's awesome, and she's got a couple songs I think they were on the Yatsky scale. One well, Diana Ross, because again, like you said, she has the highest score, and she also shows up on various lists, but it's mostly for one album. And I actually found a couple of um, Streisand songs that are close. I was reading the Jeff Percaro book and he played on a lot of her records in the seventies, made me go and listen. I found some stuff like, well, this wet. Is, she's this got that album yeah. wet, which you hope would Bingo. be yacht rock, but it's the songs oh, are one tune are, on there. I think as I recall, yeah. <laughs> uh, come, uh, come rain or come shine, something like that. Yeah. Just, yeah. I, I would consider guilty to be absolutely. Yeah. Yacht rock. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> the Bee Gees have their own bounce and they have their own, yacht version i think they yeah. have their own whole world of yacht rock yeah i have a couple others that i'm going to hold off on because i'm going to bring them up in the lightning round but um i don't think there's anyone i missed anyone you missed reno or no i think we, we <coughs> covered the ground aretha franklin's what a fool believes great song but not yeah. really a yacht rock artist in general but yeah that's, that version is just killer if people don't know it they should go out and find what a fool what a fool believes by aretha franklin John, any other cuts you want to add before we move on? That was it. I think it's time to, to take our commercial break and move on. All right. Well, we are back from our commercial break. That was great. Um, just I want you guys both thinking about if, if there's one track, we might not cover it in Lightning Round, but there's one female track by a female artist that we absolutely have to have on our playlist. Please bring it up before we hit, uh, end the show. So. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right. Well, we are back from our commercial break. That was great. Um, just I want you guys both thinking about if, if there's one track, we might not cover it in lightning round, but there's one female track by a female artist that we absolutely have to have on our playlist. Please bring it up before we hit, uh, end the show. So, but not yet. <clears throat> but not yet, unless okay. it's your buried treasure. Then, right. Of course. Right. So, John, what is the uh, kick us off in the lightning round here? Okay, so we're going to do a uh, Yacht or Not segment. So um, we just present a song for the, uh, the rest of the gang here to kind of give our quick evaluations on whether we feel that the song is Yacht or Not. It doesn't matter what it is on the Yacht scale. We're asking for our opinions. So I will start that off. This is one that came across uh, me. We actually talked about Sade before, and we talked about Smooth Operator. But then I heard from 1985, Sweetest Taboo. What thoughts do you guys have on Sweetest Taboo? 
I like Sade for the boat. I like her as a yacht rock artist. I think she's got a different sound for it, but and it's a little more modern, uh, kind of more into the 80s. But her sound and her smoothness is so right on that you play it in a set. I love it. I, I want to hear it, you know, and so I enjoy it. So I say she's absolutely yacht rock. Tom. My answer to smooth operator was the same answer I'm going to give you here, which I can, I can hear it, but it immediately takes me back to where I was when I heard the song. And that is more sort of eighties UK MTV era. Like I'm listening to something new. It, it, so for me, it just, it just feels out of place as opposed to yacht rock evokes this like late seventies nostalgia. This is sort of starting to feel like, even though the sound isn't new wave, it's just, that's where it puts me contextually. So to me, it's not yachty. I'd love the song though. I feel for me, it probably works. I, I think it does. It's got a cool groove to it, even though it's uh, the drum machine thing, but all that syncopation kind of gives it an interesting groove. And there are very few that are as smooth as Sade, at least post-Yacht Rock era. This was 1985, so barely outside the window. I'm going to give it a yes. So, uh, Tom, why don't you go next? We'll save uh, Reno. Okay. So that was two yes on that. Two yachts and one not? Yes. Interesting. Okay. Well, I, um, I sort of feel like this is in the Pointer Sisters vein, but I've got Donna Summer as my yacht or yacht in the song i have specifically is sweet emotion um i again agree i think it's the yacht <laughs> like I said i my perspective and again we talked about kind of your branding of uh, how you see yacht rock again i hear you drop that in the yacht rock set it fits for me it's, it's yeah they and so many r&b uh female vocalists popped in with songs on Yacht Rock, and that's like one of hers. I mean, she had a couple that I say were something I'd want to consider, and that's one of them. Yeah, I think I would be a yes for all the same reasons. It, it feels, I'd have to put it in, and as I say, the test is when it comes on in the middle of a shuffle, do I raise my eyebrows and go, whoa, suddenly the mood's changed. But um, based on my initial reaction, I'm going to put that in and see how it flies. Yeah. Yeah, I think you, you'll agree. It fits perfectly. And let me give you just two quick data points on why. So I was trying to find the personnel on this album and it was so difficult to find. Do you know anything about this album? Um, I'm a rainbow. It was originally scheduled for release in 1981, but for whatever reason, the label said, this is not the direction we want to take Don Summer in. So we are shelving this. And we was Giorgio gonna... Maroder involved? Because he was involved with a lot of her stuff, obviously, around that same time. But and maybe he wasn't. I don't think so. Uh, yes, he was. Yes. Okay. And Pete, and Pete uh, Bellon. Okay. Two people that worked with her a lot. But for whatever reason, they decided they wanted, I think, probably take her in the more disco direction. Or she had been in the disco direction. It was t- got time to get her out of it. So this wasn't released until 1996, this record which wow. explains why I didn't know the song. I didn't but, know that. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know it came out that late. I just heard it and stuff now. So Yeah. And I'm I'm trying to find personnel and I can't find it anywhere, but so I get a copy of the liner notes and who she thinks. And I'll just rattle off some names, see if you've heard of them. <clears throat> David Foster. Oh, yeah. Steve Lukather. Made a heard of him. Ron Tepperton. Think so. Quincy Jones. <laughs> I know those guys, yeah. <laughs> James Ingram. No. David Gruson. Yes. Herbie Hancock. No. Greg Fillingaines. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're wondering if this is Yacht Rock, uh, it's Yacht Rock. And oh, and Brenda Russell, by the way. Hey, and, Brenda Russell. Well, he brought it full circle. Yep, and Dion Warwick too. So hey, interesting. Mm-hmm. So Great. that's what I got. Who do you got, uh, Reno? Oh boy, I think because I knew there was going to be a little bit of Olivia Newton-John talk. I think "Talk to Me" was the one I wanted to float out there. Um, again, the Beyond the Rock series gave it a below score, but 
for me again because I maybe it's because I love her too. That one absolutely stands out. Personnel wise, they had she had personnel on the album too. So I think um, you know a lot of like Foster. You know, obviously talked about a lot of William Newton John stuff too, but just again fits the sound for me it fits the when i hear it it just works in the in the set for me and again i'm a homer for olivia newton john probably growing up you know with her in our lives you know just lo- loving her so i think that's one what do you think talk to me i again i think it's a yacht rock song yeah yes for me yeah, it's 1978 it's all those cats that you said so it's yeah yep. yes it's definitely uh it's yeah for me all right reno would you like to Offer a buried treasure. This is kind of, I think, the most fun part of what we do in the lightning rounds. So buried treasure is a song that's buried deep, but it should not be. And you're going to unearth it like you would a hot shot. I got one for you. It's um, Leslie, Kelly, and John Ford Cooley. Whoa. So I don't know if you're familiar with. Um, but Leslie and Kelly were two sisters, Leslie and Kelly um, Bulkin. Could not find a lot of information about them when I d- tried to dig into them a little bit more. Personnel was all right on the money. But put this song on. Um, again, it's solid Yacht Rock. Uh, the song's called Go for the Heart. Go for the heart. Like I said, Fort Coley is the only guy I was going to mention today, but I'd say because there's two ladies in the group and only one John Fort Coley, that it balances out. <laughs> You've struck a very fond nerve for me because huge fan, but I do not know that song. So, John, did you it's got know? the groove, it's got the roads, it's got the female vocal interchange with the male vocal. And yeah. personnel, like I said, Lukather, John Ford Cooley, Michael Boddicker, Herb Albert, Crofts, Abe Laboreal, Steve Foreman, uh, David Foster. So, it's got all the dudes again, all the people. Yeah. Wow. Good pick. That's a deep. solid pick. So, well done. That's as deep as we've gone. Yeah, nice. That might be hot shot 600 right there. Uh, it's yeah, on the I'm list really somewhere. Save it. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, all right. Uh, who wants to go next, John? Buried Treasure? You well, I guess I'll go with one. Um, you mentioned uh, Diana Ross before. I have a Diana Ross a song from 1983. The album is just called Ross. This has Jeff Percaro. Okay. I think you may have heard of him. David you know Page, Steve Percaro, Greg Fillingaines. Another Detroiter, rah-rah. And this song is called Let's Go Up. It's one of the three songs, again, like one of the three or four songs on that album because of the personnel that just solid Yacht Rock. That's it. I mean, it's personnel just destroys it. It's all the Q people. It's all the other guys. Like, they're all on there. For sure. Well, my buried treasure, I'm going back to my queen of Yacht Rock, Miss Patty Austin, Okay, who to me is the maiden of the voyage. Um, And we talked, of course, about her collaboration with James Ingram, which is Baby Come to Me, very popular. Right. Um, but there was another. And the follow-up collaboration to that is a more of a kind of a ballad tune, but was also popularized on General Hospital, which I thought was funny. Also produced by Quincy Jones. It's like they went back to the well and said, well, the first one was so popular, let's try it again. The song is How Do We Keep the Music Playing? Wow. How do I how did I forget that one? Now I know that one really well. Ah, jeez. A lot of strings though. That's that's good. I like that though. Let's get the four chord uh climb, the four chord turnaround. So that is off James Ingram's It's Your Night record, which is the Yamo Be There album. Yeah. And um quick thing on personnel uh, is um 
again. So the acoustic piano is played by David Foster, and the synthesizer is played by David Page. Oh. And the drummer, John, are either one of you familiar with this drummer, Leon Ndugu Chancellor? Oh, yes. No, okay. I'm not. No. So that's the drummer on that piece. Yeah, he was a Quincy favorite. and We, we actually mentioned him in a previous episode, but I, I maybe because I called him Ndugu as opposed to Leon and all that. Maybe it doesn't. He was, like, I know... Um, he played that uh, want to be starting something. He, he always played some really difficult grooves and he was a Ooh. Quincy guy for sure. Yeah. Bass player was Nathan East, but sure. the whole song is more of like this um, very mellow orchestral ballad, but then it gets to this post chorus at the end where it, it is also the key change. The whole band kicks in and you're like, now it's Yacht Rock. Yeah. And so because of that moment, I'm like, that's my Yacht Rock buried treasure. And I think it gets, left off the list for one it's a little more um obscure than baby come to me and it's not quite as yachty but that is a buried treasure beyond yacht rock had a thing they called the frank stallone where songs start off not yachty and then they get yachty as they go the song moody girl by frank stallone if you ever get a chance to check it out (laughs) it starts off really boring like kind of this plane and then it hits like the end and you're like so into it i I love that song even though frank stallone's like "Eh," all right you know far from over though is not a yacht song but anyway that's true (laughs) it's not even going to be in my uh, off the map though i am going to lead us into the off the map did you do your buried oh you did your buried treasure yes off the map here we go so off the map, the uh, general rule for this is something that is not, doesn't fit the parameters as normally discussed for Yacht Rock. It may be out of time. It may be uh, from a different, uh, just have a different feel or, or whatever. But you believe that should you drop this into a playlist with other Yacht Rock stuff, it would sit and it would um, just kind of, it would, it would do well, even though no one would say it's Yacht Rock. So I have one, this is from 1996. So we're talking well outside, uh, well, well, well outside the uh, time frame. But this was a bonus track on a Japanese release. It later got added for the um, deluxe reissue in the uh, United States. But the album credits do include Jerry Hay on horns, Neil Steubenhouse on bass, and it is Lisa Stansfield, Ooh. if you recall her name, yeah. doing a cover of Tom, Baby Come Back. Uh, Reno, he's sitting on one of my all-time fave uh, songs. Okay. So it's not necessarily obscure, but that I just want more Baby Come Back in my life. And <laughs> player doesn't have a vast enough catalog uh, uh, to my taste, so I want more of it. So perfect. Cool tune. Cool tune. Drop it in. That's a great one. All right, uh, Reno, why don't you go? Ooh, okay. So I have, because I mentioned this a little bit earlier too, it's just something I, I constantly go back to, and that is uh, her name is Mariah Takuchi, and she does a song called Plastic Love. And I'm not trying to be obscure here. This is a very well-known like uh, song in the city pop genre that's also very much crossed over uh, in the last, I'd say, 10 years for whatever reason. It was big in that early 80s uh, Japanese scene, but it blew up all of a sudden. It got really popular. It was kind of rediscovered and unearthed and became like this really big kind of underground hit. Chuck Finley playing flugelhorn, <laughs> uh, Ernie Watts, uh, and then um, some other guys that did some stuff in the Japanese scene that were kind of in it. But I think... It's a perfect companion to Yacht Rock. And I think it's one of those things that gets missed, I think, on a lot of playlists is that there's a whole genre of things that are being made at exactly at the same time that was being very much influenced by that scene with a lot of technically amazing musicians. Good. Well, is it up to me to round it out? It is. Off the map. So do either of you know the artist Diane Birch? Yes. 
So Diane Birch is a contemporary artist. I feel like she is to yacht rock or yacht soul, maybe as Nora Jones was to jazz. <clears throat> I feel like she channels this Nicolette Larson thing that we talked about, Carly Simon thing. And but she's a contemporary artist. She had an album in 2009 called Bible Belt, and the hit from that was one that she performed with Daryl Hall on um, what's his show. Daryl Hall's Darryl's, uh, Life from Daryl's House. Life from Daryl's yeah. House. It just killed it. But uh, the name of the song, and I'll play a little for you now, is Nothing But a Miracle. That's great. Yeah. You know, everything about that song, the way it's produced, sounds like it's from 1978 or 79. <clears throat> but it's 2009. So 2009. Wow. That does. Yep. Right. Hmm. That's a good one. Good one. Can't be beat. Good. Well, is there any songs that we've left off our conversation today that before we let you go, Reno, is an absolute must for your female Yacht Rock playlist? Absolutely. Um, we did, I think, hopefully we mentioned You, you Belong to Me, um, but, but the version by Carly Simon, mm. which was co-written by Carly Simon and Michael McDonald, not just Michael McDonald. So again, Interesting. I out there. Okay. And Mavis Staples, uh, you were made that way. Ooh. So if you know the Staples sisters, you know, Staples singers. And again, um, I do. they have a song called You Were Made That Way, which is a Doobie Brothers cover. I know it. Yeah. And it's an absolutely, it's an awesome jam to play. Like I so said, I love that. I just love that song. So those are a couple that I wanted to make sure I got in and mentioned um, before we we're done chatting. Well, and I think the moral of the story is, yes, probably. You tell me if you guys agree. Yes, women are underrepresented. Yes. But they're not unrepresented and if you do a little searching like we're you know we all love to do as yacht rock nerds you'll find some good stuff and you just that's the whole joy of what we do is you keep searching and you keep digging until you find absolutely it. and we scratched my itch i think we now know who the several maidens of the voyage are to add to our captains of yacht rock so john o'grady thanks so much for joining us uh real pleasure it's been great to get to know you on facebook and in some of these groups and really pleasure talking to you in person and we'll have to do it again sometime absolutely i have a bunch of ideas guys <laughs> if you want to get into it again <laughs> great absolutely all right uh john what do you want to say ahoy polloi